Hi, I'm Holland Petrock. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. This is Climate Stories Youth Report. A podcast by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News exploring how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host. This podcast is produced by eight youth producers living in rural coastal North Carolina. Our region is one of the earliest places in the U.S. to be impacted by climate change. After training with professional North Carolina journalists, we embarked as reporters ourselves. Each episode, you'll hear from different coastal North Carolina youth reporters and their stories. Let's begin. I am Brianna LaDuke. I am from Whiteville, North Carolina, and this is my climate story. I went into this with the question of, does global warming affect farming? And I found out a lot more than I thought I would from a farmer's point of view. A lot of times that seems to be like one of those things out of sight, out of mind. I questioned a teacher of mine, Mr. Nicky Hobbs. He said that pretty much when he's farming, global warming's out of sight, out of mind. And that surprised me because I see it as something that you should always be thinking about, especially when you're in that kind of environment. It kind of shocked me, but it also made me excited to hear more. Now, let me explain that. I I don't want to say that, you know, that the farmers or anybody in our area in general are... um, callous to any kind of worldwide issues. Um, I think they definitely do care about those kind of issues and stuff, but I think that it just, there seems to be a lot more issues that are right in front of your face that are immediate issues that I I guess it's kind of a, your brain has a certain amount of um, questions and problems it can focus on. So it's like the global warming thing's probably out of sight, out of mind, and it just doesn't come up that much unless somebody forces that conversation. Mr. Hobbs told me he has been farming since he was five years old. As he talked about farming, he told me he really wants me and my fellow students to have experience farming. Because it just changes everything about your mindset. Number one, you just have a greater appreciation of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't say just because you're seeing the plants, just because you're seeing things grow. But you're in the middle of a field and, you know, you've been working really hard and it's hot, 95 degrees and you're really thirsty and you're just about to die of thirst and someone brings you a drink you don't fuss about it being the wrong kind of drink. You say, thank you, thank you, thank you. So it teaches you a whole new appreciation to be thankful for what you have versus fussing about what you don't have. Oranzazu Las Curin is an assistant director at the Southeast Climate Adaptation Science Center. I asked her, do you think global warming will change the way we farm in the near future? I do. And in two important ways. So one is how we treat the soil is really important. So how we plant things and then how we turn things over, that can release a lot of carbon emissions. And then because of temperature changes, we also kind of have to think about what new crops to plant where we live. Not all of those plants will be able to thrive in the current locations they're in. Then I asked her, do you think farming is affected by global warming? Here's what she told me. Absolutely. You know, in some places more than others, climate doesn't affect all places equally, right? Some places are warming faster than others. Some places are drying. Some places are getting wetter. As Mr. Hobbs said while telling me about why he thinks students should work and experience that joy of someone bringing you a cold drink after a hot summer day in the fields, Aranzazu made me think those fields and workers in them could get even hotter as the climate warms. 
So the people farming out there, you have to think about the hours they spend outdoors and especially that tends to be our summers, right? Um, late spring, summer into early fall. And those in the South are some of the hottest, most difficult times to be outdoors. So we know that we're gonna have more 95 degree days in the next several decades. And so right now there's a lot of work and thinking about, okay, how do we help those workers stay cool? You know, like putting them under tents for a while, letting them make sure they're hydrated, misters. There's a lot of mechanization in agriculture, but the human piece still is really, really important. Speaking with Mr. Hobbs in Aranza Zoo also made me realize that your opinion on what is happening to the environment and global warming will be different because of what you do and where you live. What do you think that farmers or regular people could do to slow down the effects of it? Hmm, that one's tricky, tricky. My response is probably not going to be a popular one, but as you have more people, it takes more to sustain those people. Whether that be roads, whether it be transportation, whether it be housing, whether it be crops, as you have more increase in your population, there is an increase in requirements to sustain that population. To slow it down, to stop it, to decrease it, either you, either you got to slow down the population growth or mm -hmm. you have to somehow find better ways or cleaner ways to do the mechanics of what we're doing. After hearing what Mr. Hobbs has said about what can stop the effects of global warming, I think I will definitely tell more people about it and look into it more. I think as a 17-year-old talking about it more has made me think how I could shed light onto it so people with different views can have a civil conversation about it. When I talk with my dad about it, he is not as convinced that climate change isn't as urgent of a topic as I see it. He thinks it has been overblown, but I look forward to having more discussions with him on the topic because I plan to study it more. I think we are going to be dealing with climate change for a long time in the future. We just need to talk about it more. Thanks for listening to Climate Stories, Youth Report. Each episode, our coastal North Carolina youth reporters take you into a story about how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host, Holland Petrov. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. After going through a journalism and podcast training program coached by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News journalists, our youth reporters produce stories about their home region. This project is funded in part by a grant by North Carolina Sea Grant through the Community Collaborative Research Program. Coming up, another Climate Stories Youth Report episode.